I don't got to be in school as much anymore. I don't got to see a prop as much anymore, but I still got to pay the same amount. Fuck it, so amen. Your- Jesus Christ. Hey, you, you never cared about me. <laughs> Thank you, man. All right, joining Dakota and I, live from his home in Ottawa, the new member of the Carlton Ravens, number five, fifth overall in... Number three. Beg your pardon, number five overall in the OUA from the 2019. Let me finish there. Elaine Simonkinda, uh, while he uh, sips on a nice little cab sob there in Ottawa, enjoying his uh, time off of school, getting ready for CFL. Elaine, uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, my brother. I appreciate y'all for having me. No, of course, of course. It's always uh, you always bring uh, the best content when we have you on. It's always a fun, a fun and enlightening experience. Um, I thought it'd be a man. So you know, this whole sort of series we're doing here is just kind of wanting to address how different athletes in football, but in other sports as well are able to deal with their mental health as a student athlete and everything that comes with that. And so we don't obviously have a specific direction to, to set you off in, but, you know, uh, especially this year of all years when, um, you know, people have had so much time to themselves and change of scenarios, um, you know, we kind of just let, want to let you get the, uh, you know, get the ball rolling with however you want to take it. But I know Dakota wants to have a, f- has a few questions to start this, uh, start the show off. So let me pass it over to him. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, you know, Elaine, we obviously had, uh, a pretty big conversation this summer. Um, that's something that I got to work on. I got to get that out to you. That's that's my bad. But I mean, if we're being honest, part, part of the reason I'm talking about mental health is because, you know, I went through a little bit of stuff this winter, which uh, stopped me from doing any productive work. But um, I mean, first of all, let's just go over your, your overall, you know, your mental state with this year. Let's not even touch about sto- sports, but, you know, there's been so much going on this year, you know, in the world and also obviously in your personal life. So, I mean, how have you been, you know, now we're in 2021. How was your 2020? But before I even get to that, I mean, I, I, I want to applaud y'all and, and, and you know and give a major shout out for you guys for doing this because um, th- there's th- there's room for this, right? Uh, I myself, I remember you know going through whatever I go through and and, and exposing myself the way I expose myself on social media. People always reach out to me to kind of figure out how I handle the the mental side uh, aspect of things, and I also realize myself like you know we're, we're always quick to show the hype and, and and the good side of things, but we we never show. Uh, uh, the kids that are coming up, how we deal with the tougher side of things. So I applaud you guys and a major shout out for you guys for for, for having this because I know for a fact this is definitely a uh, uh, room and, and, and some kids out there that can beneficiate from this. Uh, for me personally, man, uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I I took a different route with all this uh, instead of kind of you know being a victim of of, of the circumstance. Uh, I decided to make the best out of it and just keep on moving forward. So um, I kind of took a break. Cause y'all, y'all, y'all know me the way I was doing things before working out every day, multiple times a day, some days, three times a day. So I was like, you know what, this is a blessing to, 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 to have a, to have a stop. You know, uh, I remember back in high school, at one point I was playing three seasons a year. So I was just like, you know what, this is probably a blessing from God. Cause my body playing also playing D lineman, you get a lot of impact on your body. You're playing football, physical sports. I mean, you know what, I'm going to take these, these months that I get, you know, uh, cause of COVID to just rest my body, recover, uh, some of the, the bumps and, 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 and injuries that I had, let me just sit it down and, or, 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 or continue doing physio so I make sure that whenever I, I get to the pros, uh, I'm fresh, man. I don't have to come in and recover anything. And uh, for the mental side of things, man, I kind of been, uh, I don't know if you guys can see my little, my little mini library up here, man. So it's been mostly just kind of like 
educating myself on, on, on some of the things that I could do myself to keep myself kind of focused and, 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 and in a great mental space. So uh, it's been reading, educating myself, uh, you know, doing home workouts uh, and whenever things, you know, whenever things don't go my way and I feel like, you know, uh, uh, I can't handle it, you know, we, 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 we bring out a glass of grind and then that, that also helps me kind of relax in a different way and just kind of, uh, uh, um, uh, bring down everything and kind of reset the tone and, and, and go from there. Amen. <laughs> so, um, just uh, t- touching on those breaks though, because obviously football is a sport where you know I don't know if you've heard this, but I've I've heard this a bunch where there is really no off season. It's kind of like your, your your regular season stops and it's like okay, you know, you have a second to chill, then you're you're back in the gym, you're back in everything. But it I I, I find you know it's not a matter of being tough throughout the season like your body needs breaks that's just the reality of it can you talk about the importance of not only giving your body a physical break to recover and heal but also giving your time away like your head maybe away from the game just a little bit and not because you don't love the game or you're not serious about the game but just the importance of you know self-care really oh fast and, and, and i'm big now man I'm, I'm big on self-love and, and i've been trying to promote that you know to my youngest coming up because you know there's only so much you can do when 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 you push yourself to your limit right like it will it, be you're able to do amazing things when you push yourself to the limit but when you keep it on there there's only you can only do that for so long and it's always important to recharge and that was my thing and and, and for me personally uh I've always seen it differently uh you know growing up 12 12, 12 siblings uh, I mean 11 siblings in the same home we kind of uh you, you kind of get used to the mindset of, of not complaining and not, you know, and, and, and not having excuses. So uh, from a young age, I had chosen, you know, to be the type to work out every day. You know, uh, I wouldn't work out in the same muscle every day, but I'll be, I'll be, uh, mo- uh, most weeks I was doing from Monday to, to Saturday, where I try to just tap in on different body parts and different techniques and so I can better myself. But uh, it's only with time after, you know, bumps and bruises here and there uh, uh pain here and there and that i learned the importance of of, of rest you know um so also look well after i continued looking into it i realized you know f- in order for your body to build muscle you need rest so that's when i kind of you know also being around my trainers talking to them trying to pick their brain on all these things i realized uh that the rest is as important as the work you put in because you don't reap, you don't reap the benefit if you don't rest. So from there, man, it became a, a, a it became a thing where uh, when I'm prepping for my week, I would prep for my work, but also prep for the rest time, right? So that I could take advantage of all those things I did within the week. So for me, it was always, um, regardless of what I do during the day, I'll always make sure to uh, allocate time at the end of the day where I could just kick it in my room, just relax, de-stress, and just prep for the next day or the next thing that I have. So um, doing that for the last couple of years, I felt like that, 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 that has been the, the, the biggest thing that, that made the difference for me and, and, and compared to other players where, you know, I felt like those mini breaks or those, those multiple breaks I'll take within the week uh, played a big impact into the games where, you know, I'll get to a game on Saturday, um, have a bit more patience. You know, I, I can mess up on a couple of plays here and there. I don't, I don't directly get on top of myself. Or I don't directly get mad and then get in a bad mood. Am I right? I'll take it easy with yourself. You know, it's only the beginning. Uh, you trust yourself, trust your practice, your preparation, trust, trust practice, trust the game plan. Next play. Yes, sir. So, 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 you know, and, and that's very different from other plays. I don't do that. Other plays, I don't do that, man. They, they get in a whole different situation where they get angry at themselves or they, or, 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 
or they get all sad or pissed off and then that kind of throws them out of their game. So for me, the, the important was always to to remain balanced, right, in, in whatever situation I was in. So uh, regardless of where I, where I was, either in the military school, at, at CJAB or here at Guelph, I try to always keep the same routine and the same plan, the same game plan so that I can keep myself at the best uh, mental mental shape as possible. No, I, I definitely get that. I mean, the, the brain's a crazy thing, you know, since the moment we're born to the moment we die, it's running 24, seven, 365. So, I mean, if you're, if you're giving your body a little bit of rest, I, I, I appreciate, you know, giving your head some rest, even if that's just, you know, before you go to sleep, put on headphones, listen to a little bit of music or listen to a podcast and just kind of zone it out and giving yourself some space. Um, but you're probably one of our more, uh, I don't want to say out there guests, but you know, El Saucy, you got a big, big little following there on Instagram. Uh, you know, you, you like to show off your stuff, you know, your workouts, your fits, you know, your flashy fits, we'll call them, you know, some coaches might call that shit. <laughs> and my biggest thing, it's never for me to kind of put myself out there to show off myself, but it's more for me to put myself out there to inspire, right? My biggest thing is hustle and motivate that I learned from from from, from our dear brother, uh, Nipsey. And, you know, it doesn't it doesn't change what I do. I'm, I'm doing what I do for my own personal goals, for my own personal uh, 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 things that I have in my head. But I realized that, you know, while I'm going through that, I can beneficiate someone else that that's going through a similar journey by just exposing my mindset or exposing the way I do things or the, the exposing the way uh, I go about things. So I was like, you know what, if, if that little thing by just me posting a story or posting a post can, can, can affect people so positively, why not? So I made it a habit to, you know, keep on going out there and trying to, you know, touch people's lives. And then uh, the people that have been receiving greatly, man, I've been getting, you know, a lot of, a lot of direct messages of people to kind of uh, uh, congratulate me, you know, uh, asking me to continue doing it because they're benefiting greatly from it. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm still out there doing it. Like, I'll be honest with y'all, man. I, I, at first, I wasn't a type. Like, I remember when Snapchat came out and people were posting their workout every time. I'm like, bro, like, man, ain't nobody trying to see that, man. Like, you go work out every day. We see that every day. But it's after that I started hearing, you know, from people reaching out to me. Hey, man, you motivate me every time. Like, literally people that were in the league hitting me up and saying, man, you motivate me to go put in that work, man. You know, uh, you motivate me to take care of myself. You motivate me to take care of my diet and all these things. So I'm like, man, there's definitely room for this. Definitely a, a, a benefit from this for, 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 for the people out there. So let me keep on doing it. Cause uh, if, if I'm helping at least one person, man, that's all I need for me. So, yeah. Well, no, yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. There's definitely people that, you know, look up to you. My, my shot at the, the flashy uh, outfits was more about our conversation that hasn't necessarily been released yet. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> no it's gonna make more sense when that comes out <laughs> um but 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 my thing is yeah you do have this great following there are a lot of people do you ever feel you know this is outside of football do you ever feel that there's a little bit of pressure on you to kind of put that stuff out are there days where you're like man fuck i don't want to i don't want to you know write this stuff i don't want to post this stuff or is it always just like you know i love this is what i love doing so i don't feel that kind of pressure I'll be honest with you it's it, it's always i love doing this and this is what i love doing but the pressure has always been there, but it's not from from the people. The pressure is more on myself to uh, to continue living the life that I want to live for myself and continue living my calling and, and, and exercising those those things that I'm good at. Right. Um, lucky. L- luckily, when it comes to debating and all these type of topics and, and these things that I that, that I promote on my social uh, medias. Those are things that I, you know, I was born really good at. Right. I, it, it, it doesn't require a lot of effort for me to, to go ahead and do those things. So, um, you know, it, it, getting getting started off with that wasn't hard. You know, it was just me, right? The regular the regular talks that I have with my friends and those around me, because also 
it also helped me kind of transition easily because I shine playing. I mean, I shine playing it also at uh, Guelph. I had that role of that big bro. You know, a lot of my teammates call me Unc, right? Unc, big bro. So already from there and also being in a team with my little brother in it, I was forced to play a different role. And that role was always, you know, that be that big bro to kind of kick game uh, to the youngest coming up as long uh, as I was on my way out to, to get them to kind of see things differently and prepare differently so that uh, they could do better when they, when they arrived to uh, the stage that I was at where I made mistakes at and, and, and didn't really know what to do. Elena, I want to, I want to sort of talk on that point a little bit more, that kind of mentorship role. And you talk about whether it's on your Snapchat or on your socials, sort of the image you present. And I think with you, it's, it, it's genuine, right? It doesn't, when people see you and let's be real, there's always going to be always going to be people and I'm sure we've all been that person where you see the person posting something and you're like ah you're just whatever you know we all do that from time to time but with with you I'd say that you know no doubt that you probably get some of that flack it's genuine and that's why I think it connects with people is that it's not putting on a show it's you trying to like you said help people and for every one person that calls you a phony or whatever there's five you know kids who are like no no this actually helped me so I want to talk about as you kind of mentioned the mentorship piece on the team because I think what a lot of people I think experience and this connects with some of my own experiences in university is that sometimes the older players you know when they were younger they might have gotten you know the short end of the stick from their vets and then they had to do the dirty work and they had to be the kind of you know labor guy to go do that and you're kind of a little disrespected so then when you're the veteran you think okay now it's my turn to kick my feet up and get all these young guys but you know I always saw that as backwards I always saw that well, no, you you know how shitty that was to be treated like that. Why would you treat someone else like that? So I just kind of want you to go a little further on that aspect because it obviously makes, like, why would you want to, football's a tough sport. Like, to state the obvious, we all know that. Why would anyone want to make it harder for a young kid, perhaps their first time living away from home, and just how important is it to change the culture of saying, like, no, 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 welcome, man. Like, not like, ah, oh, shitty rookies or whatever. I'm I'm taking oh, this man, question you, too long. I want you to hop on. Hey, for real, you preaching because because that's always been, uh, one of the things that I had a problem with uh, uh, with all my teams that I've been a part of, because uh, I'll kind of give you my background for, for it. It makes sense for you. Um, I'm, uh, I'm number 10 out of 12 in my family. Right. Number 10 out of 12. Uh, um, I have six brothers and five sisters. Right. So growing up, I kind of always uh, I was lucky enough to live a you know, a, 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 some type of balanced life, right? Um, I've had older brothers, I've had younger brothers, I've had older sisters, I have younger sisters, right? Uh, I have older siblings and also younger siblings. So so being in that position, it made me kind of realize, man, I, I've lived both ends of, 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 of those relationships. And uh, also, you know, another aspect of my, of my journey that kind of made me understand these things better, uh, I've been a rookie multiple times. There's years where I was a rookie back to back, right? I would leave. I left Ottawa to go to CJEP in the middle of nowhere. I got there. They were already in week two when they started playing. And boom, I was a rookie where even though age wise, I was I was with the third years and the second years. But, you know, I was a first time player. So uh, that made me realize a lot of things with with the culture of football that we have that are not productive. Right. I'm all about culture. But as long as as long as it's adding to the end goal we have, which is to be a better team, uh, be better teammates and you come together and win at the end of the day. So I kind of just took personally, I, I never been, really been the type to point fingers, you know, uh, at first early on, I was more the type to kind of, you know, just, you know, observe, take the, uh, you know, take no, mental notes and, you know, understand how things go and then go about it my, my way whenever it's my turn. But, uh, you know, 
going going through my journey and making all these multiple stops. Uh, once I got to Guelph, it was a whole different ball game because uh, luckily while I was there, they hired me as the recruiting coordinator. So now it's like I had a I had a more direct uh, uh, role. In, in recruiting these kids and then having conversation with these kids that come from different backgrounds, they're also similar backgrounds. So for me, it was like, damn, nah. it, it, it felt like I owed them more just because I played such a big hand in their recruiting. A lot of these kids, I remember uh, a lot of these guys, my bro, bros of mine, you know, I would call them, you know, I, I had to, I had to, you know, say certain things that, that for them, it was a difference maker between them going to different schools or coming here, uh, coming to Guelph. So after that happened and everything, I'm like, damn, all right. I, I, you know, I played a big role in getting these guys here and I, I don't want to just, you know, leave them, you know, leave them once they got here to figure things on their own. Like, you know, some of some some of the coaches or some of the some of the players do. So uh, I've always felt like it was my responsibility to kind of help them navigate through the whole thing. And, you know, with the situation we had at Guelph and, and how things played out, because, you know, it was in a good situation. So a lot of those guys, you know, uh, uh, kept on reaching out to me, you know, trying to get me to, to help them mindset wise, how to how to view things or how to go about things or, you know, help, help them understand things differently and go about things differently. So from there, uh, when I saw that I need in my own locker room, I'm like, damn, you just probably, most definitely people out there uh, 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 that, that could beneficiate from this again. And then uh, on top on top of that. I had, you know, homies from back home and young kids that I was mentoring from back home just hitting me up, asking me for uh, pointers here and there. What do you do in this situation? I mean, you know what? Uh, it's kind of time to expose myself out there to to uh, to our community to get them to, uh, to 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 see different aspect of me and different aspect of my journey. Just because, like I said, in, in our world, man, we, we're used to just, you know, promoting the good stuff. Right. We don't promote the bad. And, and what that creates, you know, you have kids in the background where, man, they're at home sitting in their basement thinking about, damn, man, how come I'm always going through problems, but El Saucy out there ain't going through problems. He was, he's always talking about the hype and the saucy stuff. So I wanted to bring it back, be like, nah, man, it's not that, but we all go through problems. So now it's like, as much as I show you my good, I'm going to show you my bad too. And they're saying, we all you, man, man, we all go through this, whatever you're going through, it's not special to you, man. We all go through it in, in, in our way, in our personal way. So man, keep in there, man. One day, if you put your head down and work, you're probably going to end up in my situation. So uh, it was just kind of a way, a way for myself to give back just because I've had so many mentors, so many people, coaches, players, you know, throughout my journey that helped me. Uh, become the person I am, have the monster that I am, and get to the point that I am. So I feel like, you know, I just want to do the same thing and give back to the next generation. No, I, you know, it's interesting too, because I, and I love everything you said there. And, you know, you're an interesting person to talk to about this for so many reasons. And, and one, as you kind of touched on, is having sort of the military background and the connection with that in football. And, you know, uh, you obviously know Bill Brown, uh, as do I. And there's oh, one thing <laughs> if there's one thing to know about Bill Brown is that, like, he definitely tries to take in those, uh, you know, and I'm speaking as someone who's never set foot in a military facility, don't have any idea of how that works, but that kind of comp- compartmentalized, like, very buttoned up, doing everything sharp. And, and so I, I, my last question here for you is just from what you've seen in the, actual military setting and in military academies and then in sort of a proxy for that in, in in a football team where i think there there are benefits for connecting it because it's a very efficient keeping things like in line and making sure that you understand like your role and all that and just making things functioning but i have to imagine maybe there are certain times where it's it's not conducive for the best of the team and for the athletes can you just kind of compare and contrast a little bit of your experiences in both of those fields yeah, for sure. Cause so 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 so, and it's not that you brought Coach Bill B. Because 
I'm gonna be honest with you guys, the way I kind of run myself on social media, I took a lot of that from him and the way we run uh, the way we we, we, we run our, our Griffin football uh, uh, page. Cause I remember I was lucky enough, you know, coming in, being a top recruit, you know, being one of the topest players on the team. You know, I was, I was very close to coach Bill Brown, who was also the head of uh, uh, our media team. So kind of, you know, dealing with him and, and going, going, going through talks and everything. I remember we was in, we was in Florida and what was in furrow that like, he was telling me how like he was going ahead and meeting with other media uh, heads of other media from NCAA teams just, just kind of uh, 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 improve his game and get better at what he does. So I remember like I was just picking up some of this stuff that he was on. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So from there, I'm like, I'm gonna run myself like I'm a page. Like a lot of these things I can see that could beneficiate kids. The way, just the way that we used to promote, uh, uh, release it at, uh, uh, at the Griffins and, and, and go out there and target some of our, our target audience. I'm like, cool, I'm going to do the same thing. Whenever I have a message, I feel like there's kids out there that, that can benefit you from it. Why keep it to myself? Right? Like I always tell them, my youngest, why learn if you can't share? So it was kind of the same way to, 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 to bring that out there. But uh, for what for, for, for the military aspect and, the, you know, kind of con- contrast and comparing, I'll be honest with you. It was very similar, except for, for for a few things that made it harder for me to kind of be myself. Because at the military school, the way it goes, um, common sense is used a lot, right? In, in, in the sense of you have your rules, you come in. I remember the first week you have, you know, they give you the rule book, you learn all the military ruling, military uh, uh, terms and everything. But, and then here's the rule book. All the rules are on there. If you break a rule, you don't got to complain because you know, oh, page five, I was supposed to do this. I didn't do it. And so boom. So that was a good part about the military. But then you come into a different system, uh, a university system, a football system that is very much still authoritarian, but still not in the same way. So um, my only my, my, my only difficulty that I had was just getting acclimated into the system was at the military school, there's set rules, there's set things to do. You, you understand what you, what you got to do. So, so it's very easy to become uh, 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 autonomous, right? Because mm-hmm. daily things, man, you have your schedule ahead of time. You know you know where you got to be at this time. And then at night, you know where you got to be. So uh, I brought the same mindset I go off thinking, you know, it, it, it was the same. But that's kind of where uh, I got a reality reality call, you know, uh, 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 just realizing, okay, it's not like that. All right, cool. Uh, there's a situation where uh, – I'd learned about meetings an hour before. Literally, <laughs> we have a meeting at one, and and, and 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 so where it made it tough now was, uh, you know, personally, I'll be real with you. I'm 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 the type of person that likes to plan my 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 stuff ahead of time just because I like to do a lot of things during the day. So usually, whenever I get a a notice, an hour notice to tell me I have a meeting, I probably wouldn't make it right. So, but that was, that was where the problem kind of uh, came from. Cause now it's like, you're a leader on a team, right? You represent a lot more people than you. And a lot of people also re- rely on you. So now you're going to get an hour notice for practice. You can't make it, but then you got people, your teammates, you know, your, your fellow D linemen that are relying on you to, and, and, and I also want to learn from you. So now it's like, damn, I can't make it because of the short notice, but I know I got to be there because these guys rely on me. All these things, so that's where kind of the 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 the, the, the it got it got tough for me, man. Because that was one thing I had to get used to, just scheduling and 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 just the short notice type of thing. But uh, but overall, I, I truly believe my experience at, at New Mexico Military Institute definitely helped me uh, uh, deal with a lot of these things because it created it created a, a mental toughness in my head. So I was never to, you know whenever I got to a hard time 
you, you some like I, at times you couldn't even like if 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 I didn't want to show it to you, you wouldn't know that I was going through hard time or that they, I, that I didn't understand certain things or or things were tough to me. So uh, that that was a benefit from that. But uh, overall, man, it was it was just kind of realizing the toughness of of going navigating through both systems. And okay, now that I realize, I'm like, if if I'm ha- if I if I'm having such a hard time myself navigating these two systems after I've been part of a, a notoriety system in a military system, I bet you these kids coming out of high school and CJEP are probably going through a harder time. Mm. That's what I kind of you know took the focus of you know uh, instead of me kind of being a victim of myself in my circumstance, let me use some of the benefits and some of the, my strong suits that helped me get this far and survive the system to help uh, uh, some of my younger brothers do the same. And I think that's great. I mean, I think, you know, Zach and I, we did, you know, life after football, we talked about, you know, how can schools improve? And a lot of people said like maybe mentorship programs, and that's mainly just from transitioning from football to not football. So obviously, I mean, we've had millions of conversations, whether on the record or off the record, you and I, um, and you, you obviously, you know, like you said, you're, you're unk <laughs> to these kids, sure. um, which is, which is, which is great, you know, and that's, that's a role that you took upon yourself. You didn't necessarily, you know, have to do that. You did that out of the kindness of your heart. And I think it, it's great, but what can, I mean, you've been through so many programs, whether they're schools or football programs, what can the programs or the schools actually do for kids who are going through some stuff? Cause I mean, like you said, you, you you've had days where, you know, you weren't doing great, but you said, you know, you have this this mental toughness and you're not seeing that. So, the, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of millions of people I mean, in the world that are, you know, not necessarily showing this stuff. They're not sitting in the room with depression and anxiety. They're just like going through their day with, the, you know, the straight mask on their face. How can schools and programs, you know, not identify these people, but like help these people realize that, you know, you're not alone. There are resources or if there's not resources, what resources can they provide? For me, for me to answer that question, I feel like the, the, the one thing that will cover all of that would be to say to truly care about the players right because when you truly care about someone you don't do what you think is good for them you actually do what they think is best for them right and that's where that's where the conversation changes because because in, in a lot of football locker rooms now like i said they they, they they take that military approach they take that authoritarian approach you know it's it's a there's a chain of command right the the bottom player can't come to the coach and talk to me there's a chain of command. So, so, so players get used to that, right? Oh, I got, you know, I got something to say about practice or uh, uh, I got something to say about the way we do things. I can't go tell the coach right away. I got to go to my position uh, uh, leader and then position leader going to go to the captain, captain going to go to the DC and then DC going to go to the head coach. So what that does, what that does is it, it puts, it puts a gap between players and coaches. Right. And where it's like now you have young kids that are coming straight out of high school, 17, 18, you know, that are used to having their parents, that are used to having siblings, people that could go out to teacher, talk to right away. Now they got to go through their peers to get uh, problems dealt with. Right. So that creates a problem where now it's like there's a lack of communication between the head coach and some of the players because a player could come to me and tell me, man, I am, you know, uh, uh, I don't uh, uh, the way the way our schedule has been set up, you know, it's been making me making it tough on me to handle school. Right. I could take something like that. I can't go give it to coach like that. I can't be like, yo, so and so sad. I be like, coach as a team. I got to present it as a team problem. You know, some guys are dealing with this. So when it gets to a coach's ear, it doesn't sound as serious because I'm saying that as a team. Right. So so I feel like if we can, if we can eliminate that gap 
uh, to where we got to always go through a chain of command where it's every player understands, hey, I have access to my coach. Whenever I need my coach, you know, I, I could go check him out, call him, text him, or pull up to his office, and then he going to help me out. So I feel like if you start with that, man, it's going to be a great thing. But then again, going back to that caring, right? Because if you truly care for a player or for someone, you would do what's best for them. Right. But and and that and that starts with, you know, asking someone. You can't you can't do what's best for someone without asking them what's going on, how you feeling, what you need. Right. So uh, uh and and I also feel like you know, being through a lot of programs, being uh going uh being recruited by one of you know, twenty-one programs in, in our country, uh, you know, also kind of being analyzing those programs in, in those locker rooms, I realized, you know, uh uh it, it saddened me when I realized in a sport where, especially in, in a university setting where coaches are the only one getting paid, players aren't getting paid. But then, you know, when it comes to making decisions, when it comes to, you know, uh, 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 scheduling the day-to-day -day life, we always tailor it to the coaches, not the players, right? I'm talking about the people that got to, you know, lead their family homes and come to the middle of nowhere, pay for school, you know, pay for football, while also having jobs on the side to make it, you know, to make all that happen, you those people still have to tailor to a coach, a head coach that's getting paid, you know, that has a card offered by the school, all these things, right? And it's like, damn, that's tough, bro. That's tough. How, how, how can 115 players, you know, tailor their life to one person? So if, if we if we were able to kind of change that narrative where it's like, you know, I don't I don't mind, I don't you know, I don't mind tailoring to my coach, but then if my coach also has some some of some of our situation in mind when he's making these schedules and making these decisions, it will be a beautiful thing. Because I'll take for example some some of our situation that we dealt with at, at Guel. Um beforehand, before before our current coach got, uh, got there, uh we used to work out based on our um based on our schedule. Just like everybody got different programs, everybody's different years, you know, the way they're scheduling uh, work will have uh, gaps where whenever you have your, op your open gap for, for school schedule, you can come in and train. But he came around and said, you know what? Nope. Uh, the way we used to do at my old school was everybody trained at 6 a.m. So regardless of what you got, if you we legit had guys that worked grounds from from 4 a.m. to uh, 8 He's like, nope, regardless of what you got, everybody going to get there at the same time. So uh, I remember it, it affected me kind of negatively because I used to work, I, I used to bounce. So bouncing hours, some nights, I don't get home till three. Now I get home at three, I got to go to bed and wake up at five because I got training at six. It's like, damn, like I could do it, you know, going through a hard time, growing up in, in, in a tough neighborhood and everything. We were always able, I was, I'm always able to do, you know, things that I want to do for, for, for the, for the betterment of, of my family and my team. But then I was like, damn, like it, you, you didn't have to put me in that situation. Right. If you would have just thought about those. And, and I wasn't the only one that worked bouncing. There's a lot of people that work night jobs. So if it just if it, if it was just a, a coach caring for their players and thinking, you know what, we could do this. Also, we could do different blocks during the day where guys could come in. Uh, that would have benefited me a lot because I remember on Fridays, I used to not sleep. Right. I'll work Thursday night and around three, go back home, sleep till about five, wake up at five, you know, no breakfast, nothing. Go out, train, come back sleep for about an hour and then get on my day class homework and everything and i'll work again that night so uh it, it'll make it'll make it way easier on players if if, if coaches and, and programs and universities she started caring for for players first because i mean there wouldn't be no coaches if, if it wasn't for players right their, their, their roles are there to, to first and foremost be leaders. 
first and foremost be leaders and 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 and, and you know and mentors right you're only a coach afterwards uh, you know and, and you're only a coach when you're around the uh the, the, the great area and so so i'm thinking about it man no it'd be best if you actually just like care for players uh, as players first as students first as kids first and then as athletes because they choose they choose to kind of you know just look look at us as athletes every time because it beneficiates them you know when it comes to you know outside hey be tough you're an athlete but it beneficiates them. It doesn't force them to, to deal with, you know, some of the problems that you have. So it forces you, a kid to leave the coach's office. Damn, I'm a, I'm a student athlete. This is supposed to happen. He didn't really tell me how to deal with these things, but he's told me you're a student athlete, man, figure life out. Instead of kind of, you know, telling me how to kind of go about it or, you know, who to, who to contact and go to to to, to, uh, to, to, to kind of figure these things out. They, 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 they always leave leave players on their own to kind of handle, uh, handle these situations on their own. And, and that gets lonely, man, especially – you know, when, when it's repetitive and, and especially around times like this where, you know, you haven't been able to see your coaches as much, you know, you've been away, you've been at home trying to figure it out till, till, till things get back to normal. You know, some of these coaches haven't been reaching out to these kids, you know, checking out how, they, how they're how they doing and everything. And, and, and a lot of that has been, been getting exposed to these kids to kind of realizing, damn, you know, you always tell me you love me, you care about me just to tap into my uh, emotional motivation so I go out there and win games for you but when it's you know when 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 when, it, when stuff gets real and it's time to truly see how you care about me and and, and how do you, how you gonna go about it they know where to be found so uh just just just, the, just care about the players man truly care about the players don't tell them you care about it show them you care about it because it's all about action for me man no 100% and I think at the bare 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 minimum at least be considerate you know, if you don't have that emotional connection with your brother, you can't force that, but at least be considered about what their life is. Because, you know, you were saying, you know, uh, you you bounce until 3 a.m. And I, to be honest, I think that's being generous. I feel like you you might be at the bar some nights until four. You know, I, <laughs> I've had plenty of plenty of football friends that bounced and. And then I just in the back of my head, I can just I can see tweets. If this was the NFL, be like, oh, well, this is the life that he signed up for. He should. These are the sacrifices that needs to be like you're not. People aren't seeing people as human beings. It's like, yeah, you love football. You love the sport. But you're you're a whole person outside of this. And yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of coaches out there that that care and and love for their kids. But at the bare minimum, I think they need to be considerate. And just just one more, at least for me, from all the programs you've been in, because obviously everyone's experience is different. Let's let's take coaches out of the way. Let's take players out of the way. Let's look at do do we think schools actually you know care about their kids? Because oh not all we, we we get we get we get reading weeks. I mean I'm not I'm I'm on online right now, so I don't get a reading week. But I mean you know you know why do we have reading weeks? It's why? so kids stop killing themselves. Fact. It's literally because they're like we understand that the school and the program that you're in right now is so tough that it's stressing you out so much that you may take your own life. So here's four days off work or right. here's, sorry, here's your four days off school. And then, and I mean, obviously this episode is going to come out after Zach and my episode is going to come out where I kind of talk about my beef with Bell. Mm-hmm. Let's talk day. But you know, yeah, what, around, would, around this week, how I many, mean, how many emails have, have you, have, I mean, Zach, you're, you're done right now, but how many emails have you gotten or how many emails have I gotten where it's like, you know, this is mental health awareness week. There's 52 weeks in the year. You know, if I'm suffering from something, which I am, and I'll talk about that later, but I got to suffer with that. 365 days of the year why do i only get seven days like do you feel that i mean you just kind of said it but do you feel that schools actually give oh, a right. fuck? And i'm sorry i'm already angry so <laughs> oh, no no, no, no. I, I share that sentiment with you 100 like, like i don't even have to get that detour let's let, let's look at our current situation right we're currently in a pandemic where you know the world that that we're used to having is completely different everything has changed except for tuition 
I don't gotta be in school as much anymore. I don't gotta see a prop as much anymore, but I still gotta pay the same amount. Fuck it, so amen. What, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> you never cared about me. Like, what, like what? Like, Thank like you, we, man. We, we're talking about care. Like, we're in a pandemic, you know, a, 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 a recession in our economy, economy yeah. you know, kids are not working and all these things. And then tuition is still the same. Like how? So from there already, I'm like, yeah, these these folks never cared about us. And you tap in some of the situation I deal with at Guelph, you know, some you know with our program where we, every year we'll have program reviews, where you know kids get in the room, all the team, uh, a, a, a school AD comes in, hey, you know, be honest, everything you write in there gonna get read, everything you write in there gonna 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 get gonna go be looked at and also you know uh into consideration all these things but every year you've been a, you've been to guelph i bet you the same problems that you were dealing with when when you were there we're still dealing with with, with now and it kind of shows me and, and, and that's one thing i had to realize after my third year like damn okay like school says they care but now nah, all these things are a lot because if they truly cared all all the people are talking about these problems problems in our program review but they never get uh, a result or they not they never even get looked at so that's kind of where I I realize I'm like yeah all oh, this is a show they 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 just trying to make uh they trying to milk out players as much as possible for for as long as possible till till they can't no more and then all right on to the next one yeah well you know just at least be at least yeah. be honest about it I mean if you don't care about me at least tell me don't lie to me I'd rather I'd rather if I went to Western like not, let's let's take any sport I ever played out of the book Western be like you're only here to give me money and I'll give you a piece of paper I'll be like cool that's our relationship now just don't lie to me yeah. be, See, be upfront. And- 100 percent and it's the same thing for football yeah right if i'm here to just be a player and you're my coach perfect but don't come out with me oh t- uh, team first or i no, mm-hmm. because no nah, i'm a player you just like, like i had coaches like in meetings talk about i make decision that, that 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 puts food on my family table every night so it's like so you're not even putting team first mm-hmm. you just told me yourself you put you make decision that that's going that's going to put your family first yeah. But you're asking me to turn around and put, put like how? I'm the one paying for school. I'm the one paying for football. I'm the one working a job. But you want me to put the team first and you first when you're not even putting us first because when you're the reason why you're getting paid to be here. Like players are the reason why coaches get paid. But they don't even put their, their players first. Yeah. But they want players to put the team first. Like, no, nah, that's hypocrisy. Never made any sense for me. Yeah, you know, I could because you made the connection with me being a, a former Griffin as well. You know, without getting too far into it, um, just because I know we're kind of getting at the tail end here. But uh, different leadership, I'll kind of just uh, leave it at yeah. that. You know, before we wrap up though, because you were making some really important points, I didn't want to jump uh, jump in to cut you off, but I wasn't going to let you go without calling you out for the subtle flex of mentioning that you had twenty one schools in Canada uh, recruiting you. Uh, so I want. Just to end with a on a bit of a layer note. Also, I want to know what bars did you work at in Guelph as someone who also worked security downtown? Where'd you work? Hey, you know, you know the spot, man. Guess it. Uh, what uh, trappers? The number one bar in town, man. <laughs> I worked the Frank locals Stein. bars. Frankenstein. Oh, where Frank's. Oh, okay, Frank's. Okay. Area, man. Yeah, that's my boy right. I got mad love for there. I remember my first day. I moved into Guelph and I had an interview at his spot. So that's my guy. Dar- I got mad love for Dario. Dario's a, a, a damn legend. For those who don't know, he is the guy who, after every touchdown in Guelph, will run around the track with the giant Griffin flag. Oh, He's the man. proprietor of Frankenstein's, the kind of go-to watering hole downtown. Um, oh. Man, but you telling your story about the, the late nights where security i used to work and i'll wrap it up on this i don't even know why i'm getting into the story 
where it just it's so funny and with I'm, you saying that but uh so i used to work for brass taps like on campus and they would do security for aggie pub you know yeah, so yeah that was yeah. wednesday nights that was wednesday nights in the uc on campus and so i'd be there till you know as you guys are saying three sometimes three thirty in the morning and back then in the off season in our like winter semester training we did thursday mornings at like yeah 6 6 30 so i was having nights where it's like i'm there till like 3 3 30 i should have just set up a thing with the coaches be like can i just go to the stadium and go to sleep because i probably would have got an extra hour instead of you know the buses weren't even running at that point so i was taking a cab home anyways because i had a similar deal at the end at the tail end of it with our coaches because it was like for me for me it was more about safety right um, I'm out here practicing, running, working out off of, you know, two hours of sleep. So I'm like, check, can I just come for the run? Cause that's the only thing I can't miss, but the workouts, the gym's open all day. I can at least come back for that. So, you know, after me, you know, on and on and on having these conversations with these coaches and asking again, and again, they let me do it at the end. Yeah. So I'll come in for the 5 a.m. run. I mean, for the 6 a.m. run, run for about uh, 40 minutes to 30 uh, uh, to, to an hour. Boom, get in my car, mm. go home, knock out. <laughs> knock out. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't take pre-workout, nothing, because I had to go back to sleep. Yeah. I couldn't eat because I had to go back to sleep. So I'll go in there like a zombie, trying to give my do my best, compete with the So I remember those morning sessions, I'd be, be talking shit, because like, I got to wake myself up. I got to motivate myself how, somehow. So I'd be talking shit to the running backs, <laughs> all these things, to kind of just get myself in a better, better mental space. But yeah, bro, I feel it, bro. It was, it was different, man. Yeah. You know, oh man, so many just memories flooded through my head, mostly unpleasant from you talking about that. But I will agree, the best naps I've ever taken in my life is returning to my place at like eight in the morning after like three hours sleep and like a two hour workout and just passing out. Um, well, let's wrap it up there as off the rails as I took it. Um, Elaine, thanks so much for joining us. Always welcome on the show, of course. And uh, thank you so much for sharing a lot of like personal details with what you going on, what you have going on. Um, I, I, I truly appreciate you, brothers, for having me, man. Like I said, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I was really happy with what y'all doing here, uh, and y'all y'all have a fan, you know, in me, bro. I'm behind everything y'all do, man, because there's definitely room for for, for, for for things like this. I mean, a lot a lot of athletes focus, about, you know, on, on the grind, you know, the workouts, the, the running faster and getting bigger, but they don't focus, you know, about the, the mental stuff. Because that's what makes a difference between a great player and a bad player. How do you deal with a bad rep? How do you deal with a loss, right? So uh, I definitely congratulate y'all, and, and I'm definitely happy y'all got this thing going on because I know a lot of kids out there are going to beneficiate from this. Well, I really appreciate it, and a lot of kids are going to beneficiate beneficiate from what you are doing online. Where can people find uh, your content? What's the handles online? So El Saucy, uh, uh, L dot C S O U C Y. Y double Y's El Saucy on IG, uh, my Instagram Alessa McKinda, you know wherever most on most on most platform you can find me at Alessa McKinda or El Saucy, and uh, you know I got I got I got a couple more things coming out uh, for y'all soon. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna release my uh, I should be releasing my brand my Crowley brand soon. Uh, I got a book club also that that, that that I'm about to kick off soon. That that's part of my uh, my. Uh, my mentorship program that I have, you know, some of the guys that I've been in, I've been in multiple schools with, you know, we have athletes on there, people from every uh, uh, profession where, you know, 
it's it's just, it's it's a, it's a brotherhood where you have access to, to people that that have been through a similar path. You know, you might not need me there now, but you know, you might you might have a question. Oh, how did Alan do this, or how did so and so do this to get to this level? You know, that's a group that where you have access to people that you know that have been through similar walk, where you can just reach out to them whenever you want and ask questions, and they'll be there for you. I love it, man. Honestly, that's that's. I- Freaking which I thought of a book. That's a sick idea. I'm so happy you're doing that. Well, if we don't see you in the near future, depending on what goes on, assuming we get an OUA season, and that's, of course, assuming you also aren't in the league by then, I'm making a promise here on this episode, Dakota and I will see you in Ottawa for the Panda game where you'll be going up hey, against your brother. Because I've always been jealous about the Panda game because I'm, I'm from Ottawa. Yeah. And I got a chance to play on one, and I've actually never had a chance to actually see one. Yeah. It was we had a game during that week or, or, or our coaches didn't let us go home for, 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 for that weekend. But now I'm excited, man. Like I said, I'm preparing myself uh, uh, for both situations. Either we have a CFL season, and, and if, if I'm blessed enough to be there and participate, then amazing. If not, if we don't have a season where I get sent by by CFL, I'm preparing with that. I've been hanging out with some of my new teammates, you know, getting together with the d linemen, uh, uh, Arnold and, and Charles Brown, and he's trying to get on some work, man. So I'm excited, bro. Whichever, whichever type of world we get, whichever type of outcome we get, I'm going to be ready for whatever, bro. Well, I can't wait for the Zach, di- Zach yeah. who are you cheering for for Panda? Who are you going to cheer for for oh my goodness now come on now hey you know what watching hey y'all, hey y'all my folks now come on now now t- tell tell john though he sells me a hoodie you know you know, what, you know you know what side i'm gonna be on but tell john though he sells me a hoodie hey, y'all gonna happen when y'all come down and shoot that what we what we got over here y'all come check out the new crib i'm gonna give y'all a tour the new crib and you're gonna have that hoodie then i promise you bro all right, I got you. And then we'll make, we'll finally get our one on ones in you and me, even though uh, oh, we know man. the outcome. Man, I'm, hey, bro, I'm gonna let you win a couple, a couple of no, and them ones, man. It's because you, you've been you've been out of the game for a while, so I'm gonna be. Sure. <laughs> yeah, my old man, my old man body won't hold up as well as it used to. All right, Elaine, thank you so much for joining us, sir. All the best to you and your family. I appreciate y'all, brothers, man. Y'all right. have a good one. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.